sir. That's a little bit of Comet Blue right there. The name of that song is Watch the Sun, and you can find her on Spotify very, very easily. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm bringing to you a whole week packed full of Lululemon ambassadors and individuals from the hike experience that we had last weekend. It's a Lululemon-inspired podcast week, and today I bring to you guys Katie Dixon. Katie is the owner of Katie Fit, and she's making massive waves in the Charlotte Fitness Arena. She's got a tribe of followers and individuals who come from all over the place to be a part of what she has built at Katie Fit. So we're going to dive into Katie Dixon's story. We're going to check out just why movement is so important to transform your life. So let's get over to Katie and her story. Guys, what is happening. Welcome back to Creating Space. I'm your host, Wes Knight, and I'm with one of the most revolutionary fitness instructors in the Cornelius slash Charlotte area. This is Katie Dixon, owner and CEO of Katie Fit. She's making ripples all across Lake Norman, all across Charlotte. People will drive for miles to come to her gym. And what I want to know is how she got to the point of building Katie Fit and what she's doing specifically that has garnered her the prestige of being a Lululemon ambassador. It's an awesome story. So Katie, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Hey, what an intro. That was, that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you kind of got to hold your breath for that as I cruise <laughs> yeah, through well. all of the things that you've done, right? Like you're yeah. waiting for your spot to jump in, but it takes a while because <laughs> you've done so much. So, um, Thank you. First thing I want to do is excellent stuff that you're doing in the community. It is obvious why Lululemon wants to represent you. They think what you're doing is fantastic. So do I. So I want to tell, uh, I want to ask you, I want you to tell the listeners, I mean, what are you excited about? What are you juiced about today? Well, I mean, I'm really, I'm really juiced about being on this just, you know, for that, for the sake of that, because I have never done a podcast before. So I'm just really excited about this opportunity. Um, and then really this, this past weekend, um, I had a really great, a great new opportunity that we, that we introduced, um, it's called club Katie. And, um, so we, we recently had had this idea of really changing up the lighting in the space. Cause I don't know if, um, you know, a lot of listeners might not know, but I own a fitness and lifestyle studio in Cornelius and our main focus is in creating an experience. So by offering men and women, um, the chance to come in and really get a solid workout, inspiring group exercise classes, um, in an environment that you're immediately inspired. You walk in and it's actually an old textile mill. Um, so you walk in, you see the exposed brick, the really old wood floors. Um, there's a graffiti wall right in front of you when you walk in. So immediately oh, you're like, Oh, this is like a lot of people walk in and don't even know if it's, a, it's a gym. If you know, if they didn't know already when they were coming. And, um, so we want you to be inspired by your environment. And then also during the classes and then, um, as well as we bring in a lot of events um, every week, like like art shows and open mic nights and things like that, that really just um, give you that inspiration in all different ways. Whoa. So and, it's not really a gym. What it sounds like to me is it's right. more like a community spot, a, a place where people yeah. can come and be a part of the community. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we want people to um, to really like find these these things that are their passions or maybe even that they've never even experienced before. Um, and just let it, let it drive them to live this, um, this more authentic life and kind of have this, you know, adventure and, and, um, and seek like new, really holistic ways of, 
of living. That's, um, that's so cool, Katie. Um, when I was at this Lululemon event, the hike event that was this past weekend, I learned that all of these entrepreneurs, these individuals that have created opportunities for themselves have built it as an essence of themselves. It is just a vehicle, which is a representation of their own core values. So it sounds like mm-hmm. to me, community and experience and lifestyle is a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. What was the most important part about constructing that space that you knew you had to get in there to make that place yours? Um, I really... I really feel like it was, it was after I, I started, cause when I started out, it, the, the space was, um, totally different. Um, and I was even in a smaller space in the same building, but, um, it, it was very just kind of more women centric. I, I started out as a dancer, so it was kind of leaning towards that avenue of just having dance fitness classes. And, um, once women had started coming in, um, and I would tell them my story and how all of it came about, I, I recognized that that was, um, was kind of fueling them. And I was hoping that they were taking the story and, and maybe going out, um, in their own lives and, and taking on, um, taking on their passions and, um, and so I started evolving the brand more into that that inspirational um, platform as opposed to just just dance. And then I, I really wanted to share it with with men and women, and you know even people who who don't even care to dance. So really, just going into an all encompassing fitness, women um, and men, but then really changing the space. We curated the space. Um, to, to do just that. And, um, and in two days, a team of, of my friends, um, people who are really talented in different things like, like graffiti or, um, even just hanging wallpaper or, um, just being a laborer for me, um, all came together. And in a couple of days, we totally transformed the space without anyone even knowing. And, uh, when, when all the members came back, there was actually on, um, January 1st of 2000, 12, um, just totally surprised them. And was like, Hey guys, this is, this is your new space. This is, this is the environment in which, um, you're going to, to get empowered and inspired and, and build a lot of, a lot of your life around. And, and hopefully every day you keep coming back and use this as, as a space that, that you get that inspiration to take out into all of the other avenues and in your life. Um, and so that's, that's where all of that came from. It didn't start out when I started the business as an inspirational thing. It actually just, I recognized that that was the big strength of it, you know, not, not in putting myself into the the square of this is what a gym should look like. This is what a fitness studio should look like, but like, Hey, let's, let's erase those lines and let's see what it looks like when we create our own. Yeah. You, know, you so. pulled back, you broke down the glass ceiling, right? You, you mm-hmm. decided not to go the conventional route of a gym, but if you deconstruct it and look to a deeper space, right? And it sounds like to me that movement and dance is where this all originated. So mm-hmm. what is it about dance? What is it about movement and your art of play that mm-hmm. created Katie Fit. Like, wh- how does this all come to fruition just from your love of dance? So I, th- I think that, that each of us, um, there's some, cause we're all made to move. Right. Um, but some of us feel that, that inspiration and that power in different ways and different types of movement and are in different forms. Maybe it's, it's a specific sport or, or what might not. And mine was, 
um, was always dance. And, and the interesting thing is that it just innately kind of came that when I was, I was younger, my, you know, my family didn't dance. No one had really taught me. It just, I heard music and I just moved. And, um, and so it wasn't until later I was, I was actually in, in like second grade when my mom put me into dance classes just because I, I never stopped dancing. Um, and so that's just something like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just engraved, ingrained in me when, when I hear music and it, it just makes me want to move and there's nothing like there is no better feeling for me, um, than in that moment when I'm just like fully letting go. And especially if, if I'm in a room full of people and all of us have that, that euphoria at the same time, um, and the adrenaline pumping and, um, and that is, that's really what totally drives me, um, in, in fitness and movement. And then I, I hope that in other people that they find that, okay, you're meant to move. You know, a lot of people are very sedentary or they think of fitness as something that they have to go do that has to be mundane or that they're going to hate regardless. But, um, I just hope that I can inspire people to, to do that, to find that outlet for themselves. So tell me this, Katie, what is the difference between the Katie who is immobile and the mm-hmm. Katie that is mobile, the Katie that is teaching and leading, <laughs> and then the Katie who is uh, watching and not taking action. Tell me the difference between that dichotomy. Well, if it's if it's for an extended period of time, I I know like a a, a major change, a major difference in in those two things. Like if I've I pulled my calf about a year ago, and so for several weeks I wasn't really moving much at all. Um, and I, I noticed drastically cause you know, I, I, I do a few hours a day, you know, like five days a week of fitness. And so it, it's really obvious to me when there's no, there's none at all, or there's that. And, um, and it, it was definitely my mood and my ambition, um, my patience with people, um, and, my energy, you know, just like, like everything changes when, um, when I'm still. And I think a lot of people really get used to that. And they just think that that's the way that it's supposed to be. That's, this is the way I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel tired or lethargic or, um, you know, may, maybe my, my, I always have these stomach issues or whatever it is. Um, when really, if they just found this regular way of life to be actually in movement, then they might recognize that the way that they feel should be completely different. Wow. That's powerful. That's very powerful. And you've always been connected to that love of movement. Where, where was Katie of Katie fit before she owned Katie fit before (laughs) Katie fit existed? Were you in any other type of job or have you always been immersed in movement and in dance? Um, so, so I always wanted to own, um, a dance studio. I thought, you know, in my mind of that, you know, box, what it was going to be a dance studio for, for kids. And, um, I went to to Appalachian state and I got my degree in marketing with the idea that I was going to open a dance studio. And then after I graduated, I had all of this, this fear and doubt set in of how good I was, um, whether I was a good enough, um, dancer or instructor, um, to be able to open a space and then on top of that, it was the, you know, you were told you graduate, you find, you find a desk job and you make a salary and that that's where you're going and you get a, a car and a house and whatnot. 
So I, I went down that path because it was the path that, you know, everyone else was going on and this was what was right and comfortable. And, um, I started doing human resources, um, for about four years. And in the meantime, I, I knew that, you know, I just, I wanted to dance and I, I found Zumba. And with, with that, I recognized that dance didn't have to be about, um, technique or whether I was a good instructor of, you know, ballet or any traditional forms that it was more just about the love of, of movement and the sweat and the fitness of it. And so I started teaching and, um, and then decided to open my own space. So there's something very powerful when you decide to step out of the idea or the framing that society puts you in and step Mm -hmm. into your own personal magic, right? Like your own personal access to your own unique gifts. And you stepped into that. Now you mentioned the word fear, which is a big Mm -hmm. buzzword for me right now. As uh, this past weekend, I faced tons of my fears and we talked a lot about what is fear and how does it manifest itself in you? So Let's, let's get, let's dive into that, Katie. Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about how fear came into your life and how you were able to combat fear and push towards your dreams. So, um, so at that time I was, I was, I was teaching classes and then my mind, I, I started kind of thinking, well, you know, um, maybe I could open a studio that this is what we did. You know, we just, we just did these classes and, Um, but, but in my mind it was, oh, it's not the right time. I don't have enough money yet. I, I still need to do this, this or this. And, um, I actually had a good friend named Jeff Holt, who is, um, he grew up with my husband. He's our our very close friend and he had a sales job. He, he was selling, um, coffee outside sales, making great money, but he knew that it wasn't what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. He, he got really interested in photography he had never taken a class, no formal training, and um, decided to go out on a limb. He used Twitter to find um, the best commercial f- photographers in the world. Oh, that's brilliant. Sent them a message. Yeah. Sent them a message. Just said, hey, I I want to wanna volunteer for you. Let me just um, do whatever you need to do. I just want to learn beside you. Will you let me come um, be on site with you? And and they took him up on it. Um, and so he quit everything he didn't have, you know, he didn't have a, any income or anything. He just, he just had faith and, and let it all go and, um, became really, really successful with it. And, um, a- about a year after that is when he came to me and said, so Katie, when are you, when are you quitting your job and opening a studio? And, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh gosh, you know, he just <laughs> did all of this. So what am I supposed to say? He said, well, what's the worst that could happen? You know, you lose, you lose your car. Fine. You lose your, your house. You have plenty of people who love you, who would take you in. You're not, you know, you're not going to be on the street. Um, really what is, what is the worst that could happen? And, and I knew deep down that the worst that could happen would be to not dance for life, you know, to, to not let everything that I do be about dance and, and to wake up at the end of my life and say, I wish that I had tried. And, um, so, so I did. So, my husband and I um, actually gave up our house for a year. We rented it out. We lived in um, a trailer. My parents actually had a single wide trailer that um, is on the lake, so it wasn't the worst. But um, it was an old 1960s trailer that we lived in for for a year um, while we saved up the money while I um, while I opened my business and and just didn't let fear overcome. 
um, and let it be the, the drive in what I was doing and, um, and did it. <laughs> so life humbled you quit for my a job. second. Life humbled you for a second. You took big mm-hmm. risks. You stuck your chest out to fear. You faced it. But at the end of the day, when you get into society, society through that time and people are asking where you live or what you're doing, you're having to mm-hmm. you know, really bear yourself and become vulnerable in the sense that you're in this place of transformation, right? So what was that like going through that period where you were hum- you were humbled and you were living with your parents, but you were mm-hmm. chasing your dream? What what type of um, inner critic or inner conversations were you having with yourself? Oh, um, I didn't care, actually. Wow. At that point, I really – I didn't care what people thought. I think because I was I was so excited um, about it. I had I had found the space before I quit. I found this, the space in this, this mill that, um, that I'm in now and – I knew how awesome it was. And, um, and so I really, I didn't really listen to anybody else. I mean, most people were, um, actually really, um, supportive. Uh, I know that, that my parents were a little fearful, you know, cause there's, when they grew up, the, it, you don't quit your job, you know, you, you stay at the same place for a long time. Um, and, and I, but I knew that they, they were happy for me and, and pursuing my dreams. But, um, I really just had blinders on, I think at that point and, um, didn't think about anything that could have been bad that could have gone wrong. I just pushed forward with everything that I had and had complete, um, confidence that no matter what I was going to make it happen. I love that. I've got the blinders on right now and there's nothing (laughs) that I see to the left or to the right of me. It is only what's in front of me. So I really, I was, I was getting a bit of chills when I heard you say that because I know exactly what that's like. It's tunnel vision, full throttle, let's go. Whatever happens, happens, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me what you learned about yourself in this time where you were pushing through and you were pushing your own boundaries and you were succeeding. Um, I learned that a lot of the things that I didn't think that I was good at, I actually, um, I might not have been good at, but I, I figured it out. And the more I did it, I realized that I could be. Um, so, so one thing other than figuring out accounting, which was always my worst subject in in college. Um, but other than that, I, I always hated public speaking. Um, and, and when I would, when I would lead a class, I mean, you could tell me to dance in front of 10,000 people and I would, I'd be totally stoked. Uh, but you, if you would tell me that I was going to speak to a room of 20 people, then I wanted to wet my pants. Um, (laughs) and, but I, I recognized, like I had said before that, that telling, telling my story or giving a little bit of inspiration in every class was something that people were really holding on to. And I think was actually sometimes, um, just as powerful as the fitness aspect of it. So I, I swallowed my pride and I was like, you know what, I, I have to, I have to become good at public speaking. I, you know, if I want this to be, um, this inspiring space that changes lives, then, um, I have to become vulnerable and, um, and just do it. And so for the first few times, I remember at the end of class, I would, I always, and I still sometimes do this, but not cause I have to, but I would just make people close their eyes so that if I closed my eyes when I was talking, I felt like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> um, and then, and I would just speak really slowly. And a lot of times I would 
make it seem like it was dramatic effect. (laughs) Or actually, I was just trying to think of the next thing I was going to (laughs) say. And I made myself do it over and over and over and over every single class. And now it's one of my favorite things um, that I do is just giving these these talks to people. And um, and it's really it's really fulfilling. So it's just finding that those things that you think that you have fear for because you think that you're not good at them. If you just put yourself out there and you make yourself do it, you might not even be good right away. But if you keep doing it and keep doing it, it might be one of your best strengths. Oh, incredible. And it's a great segue because this past weekend, I keep going back to the Lululemon collaboration, right? You being an ambassador and representing Mm -hmm. what they're about. Um, We're on this rock ledge, okay? And we're supposed to rappel down this thing. And I've rappelled the first probably 15 yards to this ledge where you can rest and get your bearings together. And I'm sitting and waiting. And the girl that's on the other side of the rock, I'm watching her battle her fear. And she's terrified and she's crying and her body looks like jello and she doesn't want to do it. But peer pressure is a real thing, right? Everyone there is really trying to give her the energy to push past her fear, to create space from that moment where she was terrified and open up the possibility that, hey, maybe I can do this. Maybe I have the capacity to do this. And I saw the moment. I saw it in her body. I saw it in her face. And she made a decision. Now, albeit it wasn't like she just turned into a superhuman and bounced all her way down the (laughs) rock face. She took a very small step. But that was the difference. It was the decision that she made. So, Katie, to pull that together, tell me the creating space moment in your life where you really decided to push all the chips in on yourself and turn your back to fear and chase your dreams. Well, I mean, it was it was really in that moment that, that my friend said, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Um, it it, it really changed everything. And, and to kind of build upon that, it, it was also in recognizing that I had, I had really put myself into this, this box of, of what I thought everybody else wanted and, um, and what everybody else else thinks that they want to, but we become, we become trapped in of this, I'm going to have this, this specific house and this um, car and I'm going to go and I'm going to work and I'm going to hate my work, but I'm going to do it just so that I can, I can have this, this persona. And once I, once I let go of the job and I let go of the need for, for that specific house or a car or whatever, and I, and I gave that up and I started seeing other areas of my life where, um, all of that had been happening as well. You know, like if, if it's in, um, the way that I, that I eat, you know, like maybe, maybe there's a, a fad diet this year, or, um, there are certain things that the media is telling me of this is healthy and this is not. Well, you know, I went out and said, okay, well, what, what do I need? What is, what's right for my body and what can I learn, um, about, about, and do lots of reading and experimenting with, you know, what my body needs for certain things and, and start, start eating for what's right for me. Um, whether it's, I would rather ride my bike to work or, um, or it's like, you know, my style, I, I, I like my style for me and and the clothes that I wear, um, and how I wear them. And, and if that's not the same as somebody else would choose, then that's okay because I feel comfortable and inspired and, um, like my best self 
um, when I'm, when I'm showing my style in this way and, and including, you know, my house and my environment and the space that I'm in, um, just in it being a representation of, of me and what I want and what I love and, um, not, not letting again, that box and those boundaries be, um, what's deciding things for me in life. What a great moment. This individual, this photographer who decided to step out of his comfort zone, chase his dreams, influenced and inspired you to do the same. Those are big moments and influencers and mentors in life are huge. What, what do influencers and what does the word mentorship, what does that mean to you, Katie? Um, I think a lot of, a lot of influencers are, um, I think they're the pe- the people who, who represent in the choices that they make in, in everyday life. Um, not always with the, in, with the intention of, of doing it for, for other people to, to be influenced, but, um, doing it because they're, they're, they're being, um, vulnerable and, um, you know, overcoming that fear or whatever it is. And so it's just, all of those decisions that we make that, that we don't even recognize at the beginning might've been what is going to create this domino effect. Um, it gives you the confidence to know that if that person can do it, so can I, and I can figure it out just by taking a step, right? Like it, it gives Mm -hmm. you the gumption and the gall to do it because you've seen someone else model the success. You've seen it done. You know, the person, they're not a facade to you. They're not like a celebrity where they're unattainable. You've watched Mm -hmm. it, you've witnessed it, you've seen it, and now you believe it to be true. So what are some ways in your life other than being able to bring people into your environment, which is a community feel, and uh, mentor them in the way that they shape their body and the way that they feel about themselves and their self-perception. What are other ways that you're passionate now to continue to mentor people of all genders and all races and all creeds to become a better version of themselves? I think a lot of of what I run into most days are are people coming in who – I feel like I see sometimes more in them and what they're capable of than they often allow themselves to be. And so it's taking, um, that, that kind of like, not like I was a cheerleader, so partially cheerleader, but then partially coach of, um, you know, when they, when they're, um, when I see them and they, they give up, um, and I know that they could, they could do, you know, three more or they could, they could just pull back a little bit and regain their strength and then go back into it full force. And, um, but maybe they're, they're not, um, strong enough in mind at that moment. It's saying those things to them that, that I hope can, um, can allow them to see, um, as much in themselves as I see in, in them in that moment. And then when that does happen, when someone, um, you know, has a fear of if they're doing box jumps and there's this, you know, there's this big box in front of them and they're like, I can't, you know, I can't jump that high. And I see all the time people will jump beside it and say, but look, you know, I I can't, I'm not up that high. I'm not up that high. And I'll just, you know, just trust, just trust you can, you know, I've seen you, I've seen you jump and you can do this, you know, and, and it might take them a moment, but if I didn't come up to them and and say that to them, they would just sit sit there being comfortable with step up, step down, you know, maybe not jumping on the box. And, and there's been so many people that, um, eventually once they, they actually tried and they got it. And there's that, that moment of just like such satisfaction and, um, like confidence and, um, 
just being so proud and, and wow, you know, I did do that. Um, those moments, whether that's just a metaphor for other things that I see people doing or whatever, but those moments are, are, um, so gratifying to me is, um, influencing people. It's incredible what you're doing in the Cornelius area. You're really transforming the way people feel about themselves. And, and I don't think people really give enough attention to individuals in life who are capable of both building people up and then pushing them beyond their comfort zone. So it was so mm -hmm. important for me to get you onto creating space to give just a little bit of a, a peek into what it is that contributes to your success. Now, tell me what are the habits that contribute to Katie Dixon creating mm -hmm. a great Katie fit environment that creates an opportunity for people to become the best versions of themselves? Well, one habit that I have that, um, the, the same friend that I have, Jeff Holt, um, he, he continues to be, um, a big influence in my life and, and pretty much weekly, um, he'll, he'll contact me and kind of ask me what I'm doing and really push me. You know, he's not one of those people that are the, you know, I'm your biggest cheerleader and I'm going to say everything you do is great. You know, he's one of those that I, when I talk to him, I'm like, Oh gosh, cause, cause I know that he's going to push me and, um, and, and not settle for what's easy. And so when I really think about that and, and kind of everything that I do, that if I have these ideas, um, I could do, I could do what comes naturally and what's easy just to get it done, or I can do it really well. Um, and, and it really make an impact and, um, and feel, feel even more fulfilled, um, as well as, you know, other people really taking notice cause it's not just mediocre. Um, that's one habit that I have. And, and, you know, you do that to a certain point where you don't want to put too much on yourself. You still, you still have to have a little bit of of balance, but then, um, with that, if you're enthusiastic, um, that's another really big thing in, in my class that I feel like, um, is a habit that I have that if you, if you have enthusiasm with what you're doing, enthusiasm is always, um, contagious. So if you, if you are in a place and there's people around you and you're really excited about what you're doing, even, even if it's something that's going to be hard or crazy or you're not sure of, but, but you have enthusiasm and you're really stoked for, for trying it out. Um, you're going to be your best self and, and you're, um, you're not going to settle for mediocre anyway. Um, and the people around you are, are, it's only going to push them as well. So that's, um, that's definitely a habit that I feel like creates the, the environment and, and the fitness classes that, um, bring people coming back, um, and that I really try just in, in, in everyday life to instill. Sounds like you have this innate ability to bring people in, make them comfortable, and then push them beyond <laughs> their comfort zone where you, you really do impact their life in such a massive way. So I want to play a little game with you at the end of it. I want to ask a question here, Katie. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say would be a word or a phrase that you believe to be true about the way to overcome your fear and transform your life? Um, I think it's curate your best life story. Wow. I think it's going to be what, what I'm going to say. Um, cause I think ultimately the fear that was in my mind that actually drove me to do, 
um, to open the space was the, okay, at the end of my life, I want to look back and, um, and not have that regret, but I also want to look back and see this, this awesome story. And, and anytime you're faced with, with something that's challenging, um, or something that's scary, um, or just out, out there, not in your comfort zone, that's usually the moments that are going to make for the best story. Um, where if you're in your comfort zone at the end of your life, really what, what's to be told, right? Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. It's almost reverse engineering. When I get to this spot (laughs) and I look back, I don't, I mean, I want to be sure that I don't do this. And I want to also be sure that this is involved in dance and movement, energy and enthusiasm were the pillars uh, that you were making your decisions. I think it's fantastic. What you're about, Katie, is huge. And what you're doing in our community here in Charlotte is even bigger. Um, When an individual comes in, they listen to the Katie Fit story. What do you want to make sure they walk away with? I guess just don't settle for easy or comfortable, like I had said. Um, you know, when when there's there's adversity that's in your way, um, that that's that's when you can really take the opportunity and seize seize the opportunity. If it's if it's constant adversity, then um, you have to be the person to to continue on and continue on and continue on. And it's never going to be easy. You got to be uncomfortable. Um, do, you know, do what scares you, um, and fight for, for what you really want to happen because it, it might not come easy, you know, for you to, if you wanted to give up your job and, um, and, and start another, maybe, um, whatever that thing is that, that you feel like it could be a game changer for you right now. Um, if it's waiting on the sideline right now and it scares you, that means that you need to do it. Um, don't, (laughs) Uh, don't regret not trying. I love that Katie. And I will support that. Here's why yesterday when I was on the plane and I was leaving Chattanooga, I had all this rush of creativity and my pen was flowing so easily Mm -hmm. into my notebook, just trying to journal all the experiences and capture everything. So I didn't forget stuff. Right. Then Mm -hmm. I get home to, to my podcasting space and it's time for me to deliver my mindset Monday and nothing was good enough. Everything I was Mm -hmm. looking at wasn't sounding good. It it, it didn't come off the tongue right. And I was trying to write and erase and change and fix. And there was a moment where fear was coming over me and I was getting anxious because it's the time's running out and I need to get it finished. And I was about to quit and just go to bed and say, "I'll, I'll wake up early and do it in the morning. And then I took a second and I remembered to myself and I said, every time that fear tries to push me away, that means I'm about to have a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That means I'm about to do something big. So just go, right? Just keep going. And what helped me is I just made a jump, right? I just decided to take a step and I just hit the record button, put the paper down and just freestyled it and just went mm-hmm. right off the top of my head. And I was able to step out of my way and like channel something higher. And it just came out, flowed through very easily. And I have been getting messages and DMs from people in the, in our listenership, in our tribe that has said, wow, it's the best mindset Monday you've given this. I could really feel your story. You captivated me the entire time. So I will second that notion mm-hmm. that whenever you feel that anxiousness or that fear associated and it's coming really, really close, 
know that just on the other side of that is something better than probably you've ever done and to push through that moment because the, the grass really is greener on the other side of it, right? Amen. Yeah. Katie, I love it. I, I want to show more gratitude to you about what you're doing in our community. Um, Lululemon has selected you for a reason. You've got a massive poster that exists in the Lululemon shop that lets people know that you are uh, a pillar of success in our, in our community. You're doing great things. And I want to make sure that I pour a little bit of my overflowing cup onto you to just tell you, keep going, keep expanding, keep growing it. And if you have a chance to, to grow your impact and to move into different places, I really hope you do because you're changing lives and, and we need more of those type of things in our lives. Oh my gosh. I'm so humble. Thank you. <laughs> it's excellent that you've come on and, and continue being the best version of yourself. Okay, Katie. Thank you. What a great story Katie has. And the Katie fit vibe is so West coast. It reminds me of Vancouver slash California every time. And I think that what she's doing in our community up here in the Charlotte area is truly transformative. And I think it's massively important tomorrow. We've got more Lululemon heroes or ambassadors, more individuals that will imprint themselves with their essence. Great stories. So much fun to, to get in and to mix it up with these individuals that I got to spend some time with. And you're going to hear their stories and get a little bit of an idea as to why Lululemon saw some value in them and brought them on the hype event this past weekend. So as always, if you know someone out there who loves to dance, loves to move, and loves to exercise, but this message would resonate with them, shoot it over to them. Let them know that you're thinking about them and continue to pass on the message. Let's grow this message so we can impact more lives and we can change lives for the better, for the positive. Tomorrow, I'll check you guys. Make sure you're tuning in. Comment Blue, I'm digging the tunes. Let's go. Take us out of here. (laughs) 